Do some of the plants in your garden wear you out? Well, today is your lucky day because we're going to talk about easy to grow vegetables in your gardening. That's right. If you're new, you don't have to worry about these. And if you've been gardening for a long time, you get to take a break. We love easy vegetables. We love easy food. We love easy plants right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. My favorites are not necessarily the easiest ones. How's that? It's life, man. <laughs> the thing, things we like the most aren't always the things that come easiest to us. No, they don't. And so last week we did our favorites mm-hmm. to grow, correct? Of all the fe- vegetables. Yeah. All of the so vegetables week, known to mankind are favorites. Right. But these are ones that we're talking about specifically for the summer season, correct? Mm-hmm, that's right. Yep. And not only that, this is your last week to enter our direct sowing seed giveaway. Ding, ding, ding. I make my own bell up today. Where's the bell? Is it broke? I don't know. I'm him drinking coffee. I'm like, <laughs> I thought we're still on the opening. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yep. And I want to do a quick PSA. So we've gotten a couple comments on both of our Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram and our Backyard Gardens YouTube. Batavia's name is Batavia with a B. (laughs) It is not Octavia. And no worries. We're not upset with you. It happens. But I just want to make that announcement. Her name is Batavia. Can I add to that announcement since it's my name? And do you see the spotlight on me? Ah. I do. So um, really quickly story i was on a call for work with my boss who i've worked with for like 20 plus years and he commonly says my name in conversation you know that doesn't always happen right so i had him on speaker because that's the way i roll when i'm at home by myself and my uncle came in and so he was milling about until i wrapped up and so my boss said all right batavia i'll talk to you later And so I hung up, you know, said my goodbye and hung up. And so my uncle, he looks at me like, what did he call you? And so in that moment, I paused and I realized that he heard Batavia very clearly. But for all of my life, he's called me Patavia. No, 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 no. It's Patavia. That's how he says it. Patavia. And so... Again, it's, you know, it's not whatever, you know. And so it occurred to me that he didn't, he wasn't saying Batavia and it just sounded different. You know how that goes? Like he thinks Mm -hmm. he's saying Batavia. He totally, clearly he thought my name was Patavia. So. (laughs) (laughs) But I've gotten Batavia. Clearly I've gotten Octavia. I've got Latavia. Uh, It's just a a myriad of things when I go to uh, stores and they ask for my name. Um, Isn't Latavia a country? Maybe so. Yeah, I think it's a country. And then Octavia, isn't that Spanish? 
Um, Origins. Or Octavia is the girl that does my hair. Is she? It, it is. Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah. Um, so just, I've also gotten Wendy. Do you hear that? That was crickets. I don't get it. I don't either. For years, I would get like on my voicemail, like for work or something, you'd have, okay, hey, Wendy. And I'm like, I don't know what you're hearing when you listen to my message, but. It's not Wendy. Yeah. Not that. Yeah, I've gotten Dan as my name before. Mm-hmm. That's where they best mine up. Dan. I like Dan, though. So I don't. My name is Ben. And that's why, because I say it like a Southerner, mm-hmm. Ben, mm-hmm. but like it has an I in it. And when I was up north, they didn't like it. So yeah. anyways. Well, it's Batavia, and it has been, and this is the Backyard Gardens podcast, and we're going to talk about summer vegetables that are easy to grow. Hey, what is your number one favorite easy? No, not favorite. What's an easy one? Give me an easy one. Easy one for me, for me, cucumbers. Oh, mm-hmm. that is an easy one mm-hmm. for you, for you. Yeah, I've um, yeah. grown them, direct sow them, transplanted them. They probably have been in my garden every year, um, even when they get sick later in the season. I mean, I still feel like I've gotten what I wanted out of them. They are real yeah. givers when it comes to vegetables. I mean, I struggle to even if I think beyond myself to think about people that talk about not being able to grow cucumbers. I know there's some that whole pollination issue in some instances, but, you know. Yeah, they're so they're pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. I ate. I uh, I have issue with some of the um, powdery mildew. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I have issue with powdery mildew, and then I have a good problem where I just get too much. Yeah. So that's what I mean you know, by they so. get sick later in the year. Um, but because cucumbers, as far as I know, they basically will go until the frost or disease kills them. Right. So yeah, I never make it until the frost for my cucumbers. But it's no, kind of neither. something I've accepted as you know. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, usually by the time they go, you're like, screw the, another cucumber for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, beyond so, pickles, that's the one thing that like, how do you preserve it even like, you know? Yeah. Pickles. Yeah. Relish. Yeah. 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 So what we started doing is we started making uh, hot pickles mm-hmm. and then I gave my Clawson pickle recipe out. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to go back and find that episode. Yeah. It's gonna be later. But it's gonna be later in the season, not when you expected, because that was the whole yep. thing, right? I was late. Yeah, I was late. It's like happy Thanksgiving, party. and here's my. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You know what? As a matter of fact, when I get my first cucumber this mm-hmm. year, my very first one, I will give that recipe again. Okay. Remind All me. Right. I got a note. Hold me to it. Mm-hmm. But because we made so many pickles before. We got tired of that recipe. So now we have to find another recipe for a different flavor mm-hmm. to do stuff. And I don't know a lot about pickles. Oh, yeah. So I've got to find new pickles and stuff like that. So, yeah, I um, it was the first thing I wanted to can, like the first thing I ever wanted to preserve. And I think it took me like three years as a normal for me to do it. Um, I only got a couple of um, jars out of it. It was a terrible recipe. And so I was like, eh. Yeah. you know like then tried like I, I've said this before like I was trying to give it away to a relative and they're like didn't you say that it was a it didn't really taste great I'm like yeah but I mean that was to me maybe you like it yeah <laughs> but last year's recipe like it worked I mean it was a, a packaged formula um so I enjoyed them and it's one of those things the more I have of them the more I eat them so so everybody that has Netflix or whatever if you want to see something funny about pickles uh recipes 
go to the Andy Griffith Show season two, episode eleven. Okay, and it's it's like I remember as a kid, my parents would watch it, and you would always know that show's on because they would laugh hysterically mm. the entire time. And um, it's pretty damn funny, especially if you make your own pickles mm-hmm. and stuff and you're trying or you can and you're just trying to find new recipes. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. So episode two, season 11. Yeah. Okay. Or no. Episode, episode two, ep- season two, episode 11. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I got twisted. Also, that's yeah, one so. of the good um, refrigerator, um, easy pickled refrigerator, refrigerator pickled. Like you don't have to go through the full canning process for those two. For pickles. Yeah, you can do them right on the counter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <clears throat> that's how we started. Yeah. And that's actually still how we do it. We don't even put them in the counter. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, we're, we're, we just cracked our last jar of pickles. They're two years old. Mm-hmm. So, okay. my favorite. No, damn, I'm on the, I'm on yeah, the last episode. Easy. What's wrong with me? It's okay. Easy. So, I would think easy for me, um, green beans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. If you're just starting out or, you know, a new person um, or, you know, experienced gardener, I think that green beans are a great way to go because they are relatively disease free that I know of. I have not had a disease yet. I get a lot of... There has to be some beetle associated with beans, it feels like. Disease. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pest. Disease. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pest would be a Japanese beetle. Mm-hmm. Is that's um, my issues have been Japanese beetle and grasshoppers, and grasshoppers by far are way worse <laughs> than Japanese beetle. Okay. Um, that being said, Japanese beetle is treatable. Grasshoppers, the jury's out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't figure you it need out. Need something so, bigger um, than a grasshopper to come in and take care of that. Well, I got a pair of clippers. I go through and I snip them. The okra lady so, was um, a few episodes back now, but she talked about, I'm pretty sure, for her okra plants, a lot mm-hmm. of grasshoppers and basically the birds mm-hmm. came in and feasted yeah, on them. Yeah. So if you yeah, can direct so, birds um, to your garden. Well, the issue I have with birds is because of where I live, mm-hmm. there's so much other food sources uh, for okay. it that they don't need to search us out. Yeah. That's an issue that we have too. Um, but they, they're... they're producers man mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the first year we put them, and that's how we got into canning is we put them up and we got so many i was like what do i do yeah you know what i mean like i gotta figure something out and that's how we got into canning mm-hmm. so um i'm gonna agree you know, with the the beans and i was pulling up my list like let me stretch strike that one since he gave that one um and yeah. the reason i mean it's from start to finish right so that bean it's such a big seed right it's a bean and it emerges from the soil it germinates so quickly in my experience and it's big yeah yeah and so there's no mistaking it right yeah. um and then it gets from the point of growth and then that's it is truly for sure one of those the more you pick the more you harvest, the more you get. I know that's a yes. general thing we say, and I believe it most times, but this one I'm absolutely all in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think I'd say generally versatile when it comes to the way that you could eat beans. I know that you only like them one way, which again. I don't like them only one way. I like them, um, I don't even know how to say it. I like only like canned beans, mm-hmm. so we can all of our beans. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I will take fresh beans and cook the shit out of them <laughs> until they taste like it. Don't get me wrong. But um, and we've we've I mean, we will eat them 
but nobody in my family likes them like super fresh. Uh, and it, it's not an uncommon thing come to find out. I remember last summer I was talking to some people on Instagram and they, a lot of them said the same thing. <laughs> and um, there was a lot of people that were embarrassed by it and which I was. And now I'm just like, that's how it is. Yeah. yeah. Like I just own it. But the other good thing about beans um, is they're easy to save a seed from <laughs> too. <laughs> they're super easy. And if you don't want to trellis them because you don't have the space, you don't have the time, you don't want to do it, you can grow a bush variety. Yep. And this is one of the bush varieties that actually are, are bush varieties. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I didn't even trellis. I trellised one type of bean last year. Um, it was like the yard long beans. But the I started out with just your regular bush bean variety. Um, yeah. And like you said, they're true, true to form. I think the only thing that I note, you know, and it's, it doesn't make it not easy though, is those beans hide sometimes, you know? <laughs> well, and you got to get down low, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, because when they start coming on, they start coming on hard, but it's nice to have them. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have that option. And I actually grow both. Yeah. So I, I start out with a bush bean and then a couple weeks later, I'll start putting in my um, regular Runners, pole beans. Yeah, pole beans. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called, right? Pole beans? I mean, depends on where you are. I've seen them called pole beans for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll put in the pole beans. And the reason why that is, is first of all, I'm waiting for my peas to be done mm-hmm. more than likely. And second of all, like the bush beans, they seem to be giving me harvest a lot quicker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can pull them out fast, you know, and they are a great, great like filler like if you had something die you need to put something in you can drop one of those beans and you're good yeah one other thing i like about beans is it's not i mean i guess a lot of vegetables are but you don't need a whole like bushel of them to enjoy them right you know you could toss them into whatever you're eating whatever you're preparing so it's really satisfying as a gardener i think to grow them um in addition to them being easy now my tip is before we move on if you're going to pick your beans, pick them early. Mm-hmm. Don't let them get big because even stringless beans get strings and yeah. the strings are not fun to eat. Yeah. So um, I've been fussed out a few times. And really what it comes down to is that my acid just gets lazy in the middle of the season and I get tired. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know what? So. I think that's actually a really good tip and just really good to call that out because I do see that question like when... Is it time to harvest these? Is it time to pick them? Insert many vegetables, right? I think yeah. things like tomatoes are easier because you can see they're red if the tomato's supposed to get red. But I've seen that with like green greens, right? I've seen that with beans. And I, it took me a while to accept like it's okay to have them young, you know, going back to your yeah. beans, right? You're better yeah, off for it. Yeah, it's fun to have them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, beans, solid choice. Absolutely. Solid so, choice. Before we move on, let's take a word from our sponsor. Thank you. All right, everybody. Now that it's spring, we're going to do one more giveaway to get seeds in your garden, and we're going to do our direct seed sowing giveaway, which happens to be Ben's favorite giveaway, (laughs) shockingly enough. Giveaway closes on May 1st, 2021, and Batavia is going to let you know one of the ways to enter. So one of the ways to enter is by going to backyardgardenstv.com and enter your email address. With this, you'll be entered into the May 1st giveaway and all future giveaways. And then for an extra entry, head over to YouTube to the Backyard Gardens YouTube channel and watch the video Gardeners Love Spring. Watch it, like it, 
and leave a comment telling us what your favorite thing to either grow in your garden is or your favorite thing about spring gardening. That way, we know more about you and you might win our seeds. Now on to our regularly scheduled program. Go ahead and give us one now, Batavia. All right. I hinted at it earlier. Okra. It's hella easy to grow. I mean, I get it. I know what you're thinking, but I don't like okra. You should, is what I say to you. <laughs> like, but it, I mean, it's it's so easy to grow. Um, I've only grown it using a starter plant, which I know that a lot of people recommend direct sowing. Um, so I haven't had that experience. But if you have a really warm summer, they'll take off. I think that I note if, you know, if you have kind of cool temps, like I don't know what they do in San Diego. You know, it's kind of like, you know, forever 75 degrees there. Like, I'm not sure about there, but um, generally for me, even in Chicago where we don't get, you know, triple digits or anything, they take off and thrive. Um, it's crazy how much they grow. It's fast, crazy. How much they grow, how fast they grow, how much they put on. It's similar to the green bean. Well, you didn't say green beans. You just said beans, didn't you? Well, Which I kind meant, of, yeah. Okay. I meant green yeah, beans. So similar I thought that was to that implied. though, pick it, pick it early, you know, so. Early. And often, right? You can't pick it early mm-hmm, enough. Mm-hmm. And Well, I mean, yeah. I guess you can. Um, and it's the bonus of a pretty flower for, I don't know, seconds before it turns into. Dude, it's one of the most beautiful flowers in the vegetable kingdom. Yeah. I think. And it's so big and it's so pretty and it opens up in front of your eyes daily. Should I do the classic Ben? Do you know what family that flower comes from? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. The pretty flower, yeah. the pretty family. The hibiscus family. Uh, Is so it? yeah. It makes sense. It looks like Absolutely hibiscus. Absolutely it does. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I think that obviously there are some folks that are opposed to consuming okra <laughs> but i mean that's not what this is about though no it's about this easy. is not about what tastes the best yeah it's about what's easy um and yeah. for me it's been one of the easiest vegetables that i've ever grown i think yeah it's um there's only one issue i have with mm-hmm. it it gets too damn big yeah yeah you you really have to put it in the back of your garden yeah you know, I, where the shade's not going to be an issue. I had someone ask me last year about growing okra in containers. And I've not tried it. And I don't know that I really have an interest in trying it. Um, I can only think about when pulling okra plants up, how big their root system can be. Um, mm. Like it is like get one foot on the, the garden bed and get ready to tug, right? Um, I've never pulled one up. No, uh, you just cut them back? I always cut the the stalk all the way down to the ground, and then I I'll, I might come out and drill a hole in it uh-huh. so it'll rot out. But I can't I can't pull it out. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so, I mean, I think that um, kind of when it comes to easy to grow in certain mediums, right? Um, so I imagine like your fifty gallon containers. Yeah, you probably could plot a you know okra plant in that one um and i'm sure someone's gonna say i grew it in a five gallon container you know like okay maybe yeah. um but but yeah i'm i'm signing out with uh, okra so what's your favorite variety that you've grown thus far i keep on looking online and looking in the stores and i've only grown the clemson i think 
And then I did okay. a red variety. Um, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, uh, like velvet or something. And I'm going to try it again this year, but I really wasn't pleased with the taste. Like it was kind of sporadic when it came to the size I needed to the red ones or burgundy that I needed to um, harvest them at. So I'm going to go with Clemson. I mean, I guess I, I could have grown green. some other variety that I've bought at stores. I just don't know it. I grow green velvet. Mm-hmm. That's the one I grow. So I saved seeds from it last year. Yeah. So I'll probably just grow. I was going to try and find something different. And I don't know. I'm still looking for something different. Yeah. I just, I haven't decided, you know, I'm pretty happy with the way that one was. Mm-hmm. It got super tall. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I direct sowed. And by the end of the season, it was 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious if I can find something that would be a little bit better. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that I, I'm interested in a variety that's, you know, um, either, either one end of the spectrum harvest when it's super duper young. Right. Or harvest when it's super big, like one that's basically bred, if you will, to get larger and be OK. So, yeah. Yeah, I would rather just do young. <laughs> no questions. No guess. So, mine... Wait, diseases? Um, the Japanese beetle does attack the okra plants. Um, okay. And in particular, the I haven't leaves. had any issues. Yeah. I've had flea beetles, actually. That's the only thing I've had with them. Yeah. And um, because it's so high up and the stalks are kind of big, but not as big as some others i've not had anything like actual critters crawling like you know yeah. me and the squirrels right um so i've yeah. not had any issues with that um i think to the only kind of ding would be to your point sometimes it gets so tall where it's hard to harvest yeah. um but yeah i use that as my benefit it just gives me stuff to save seed mm-hmm. well that's another easy one well, to save seed but you have to let that one completely dry on the yeah. vine. And for me, I've battled with the they go dormant right around the time it gets cold and freezing. And once it freezes, it's done. So I've struggled. Yeah. Um, I do have and I'll look it up maybe sometime this summer. If I figure it out, I'll even do it as a recipe. Um, there's something about the um, not the pots, but the actual seeds inside, like okra coffee or something wild and crazy someone shared with me a couple of years ago so we'll see if i can make a note and remember that and not recipes but ways to prepare it what are the ways to be prepared because there's some people that have never had okra i've heard about those people yeah yeah in the world when i lived in new england you didn't eat okra. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's definitely more tropical, you know, going back to the family of the hibiscus. I think generally it's more probably pop- popular in the southern areas. Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of recipes. One is fresh. I didn't even know you could eat it fresh. Like, of course, you can eat anything you want fresh, but it takes very good fresh to me. It does have that sappiness that some people don't like. Um, right. Another way is roasted. So any way you roast other vegetables, you can roast okra whole or you can cut it up. It's just going to have a much um, lower roasting time. Um, I've done um, the traditional put it in stews. It's used as a thickener for stews and soups. Um, my growing up, the favorite way and the only way I even knew about it was boiling it, season it with some salt and pepper after it's boiled for however many minutes. 
and then topping yep. it on top of uh, black eyed peas, any bean that you'll ever eat. Um, What's the best way though? The best way? I think the, I think most people will enjoy it roasted um, over fried. anything. Oh, I completely forgot about fried. Fried, fried okra. okra. I was just sitting here on the edge of my seat yeah. waiting. That's I like the way you get introduced fried, to it. I almost never make it fried though. I actually yeah. subbed in the roasted way for fried. It's not the same. Yeah, that's but. like the that's the way to get introduced into okra. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I and I tell a lot of people this when you're trying something new. When in doubt, fry it first to try it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's say it's a. I mean, it's not healthy by any yeah. means, but it gives you a safe way to try it. You know, especially with okra, it gets that slime out of it that a lot of people don't like. So. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree in okra and in. <sighs> The only reason I why, I mean, I, I, I agree with you in that that's a great introduction, but I feel like you're masking so much of the okra taste, right? Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I like okra. Well, can't quite say that yet. You like fried okra. I think. Oh, that's not fair. That's yeah, not fair. I think roasted okra, it gives you more of the, this is a taste of okra and it gets the slime out as well. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go forward with that in front of the judge. There you go. My next one would be a sweet potato, I think. Um, once you Easy? get it going. Yeah, you know, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I don't know. But yeah, I think, you know, I think it's easy once you get them in the ground. You know, you just let them grow. Right? I think you're... I mean, what problems is there? I'm just, you just need time. I'm just, you know, teasing with you. But I think you're right. I think if you remove some of the challenges that we have here in the North, you know, when it comes to the season and how long it is and all of that, it is one of those, you do it and leave it. You plant it and leave right. it, you know. Um, yeah. You don't touch it. You just take care of it. And then you harvest it. That's yep. it. You don't have to, and you don't even have to check. Like, you know, a hundred days after you plant it, it's time. Mm-hmm. So if you live in the North, so the big issue is time, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't have a lot of time, it takes a hundred days and a good variety is Beauregard. Mm-hmm. That's a good, quick variety. You know, um, Georgia jets are another good one. There's all kinds of yeah. them, but that's, you know, Garnet. Garnets, mm-hmm. Yeah. What else have you grown? I've only grown Georgia jets and Beauregard and something. I can't remember. It's the other one that I grew last year is started with a C, but I can't remember it either. Yeah, and the Beauregards I've had the best luck with. Mm-hmm. Um, they blew my mind. And you just put them in the ground and you grow them, water them. Mm-hmm. You know, you fertilize them. You don't go super heavy on the nitrogen on the fertilizer. So if you can cut, if you can fertilize with a less nitrogen-rich fertilizer, then go for it. But if you don't have that, you can still fertilize normal. Mm. Um, I would not go putting you know, extra blood meal or alfalfa meal or anything like that in there, you know, but I, if you just use like a 10, 10, 10, mm-hmm. use it, it's fine. And then you harvest it. And I mean, the, the only other tricky part of, and this is the part that I like is curing them. Mm-hmm. I like to cure them. I think that it's fascinating that like you pull them up, you cure them, you let them sit for two weeks mm-hmm. You don't touch them. You don't bruise them. You don't nothing. And then they get sweet yeah. and they store better. Sweeter. Um, Covington. 
is the name. Covington, yeah. yes. Uh, I saw you looking it yeah. up, Covington. <laughs> and there was nowhere in my head either. There was no, it was going to come to me. Um, I, no, there was, I wouldn't have got yeah, that either. But I, I, I do agree. Now, I have heard of people that have eaten them straight out of the ground. Um, oh, yeah. And it's very different than your regular potato, right? Um, and so they, they're like, oh, they're fine. But that's been on the other side of the, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to eat them straight out of the ground. So I don't know if that's just like, yeah. Yeah, make it up for it. I did have um, a sweet potato last year, much earlier than, um, you know, I did in the curing process and it was fine. It was pretty sp- spot on sweet. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's the probably probably the thing that if we're talking about all of the growing process, right? Technically, they're out of the ground. They're no longer growing when you cure them. Right. But if we we're going to be very genuine here, then, yeah, I think that's the only asterisk. Um, but it yeah. is absolutely one of those like once you get to the point of your past slips, you have them and plant them. I mean, it's what's the term? Um, low maintenance. Yeah, it, it's definitely low maintenance. It's you know, and basically the only maintenance I have to do to them is when I so this year I'm not putting them in my wild garden. I'm putting them in a regular bed. I'm gonna have to cut them back mm-hmm. because they're gonna constantly be in there. And um, I'm not totally sold on this decision yet. Just so don't everybody freak out. But I'm not totally sold. But um, you know, that's the only thing I have to do, and I just run them over with a lawnmower. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just so they don't take over my whole yard. Yeah. But I get plenty of sun there. And that's why I kind of, I want to, I want to, because, and I don't even know if I need to rotate them this year. That's the other thing. Maybe I don't need to rotate them. I don't know. There seems to be, I've poked around, but I'm not done like a deep dive, but there isn't a whole lot of, other than they're in the nightshade family. So there's that, but there's not a whole lot of like, what are the foes of sweet potatoes and like the whole crop rotation for sweet potatoes? Um, Because they're definitely treated different than like your regular white potato, if you will. Um, But no, that's a solid choice. I haven't had any issues with them um, as far as disease goes. Um, I've grown them for four years now. Haven't had any issues. Um, Yeah, I've had any issues. And really, I mean, I've had flea beetles on them mm-hmm. i've had something else i can't remember now um i probably had japanese beetles on them but even then like they didn't really take over too much and i definitely treated don't get me wrong mm-hmm. like i treated with a um a mixture of neem oil and bt is what i use just for everybody's curiosity all organic very effective and <laughs> You want to pull that volume up now? (laughs) (laughs) And um, other than that, though, I mean, they're straight up. And how do we cook them? I only cook them one way. I roast them and I don't put anything on them. I just eat them straight up. That's how I roll. So I'm sorry. It's very anticlimactic. But um, you can juice them. They're good juice. Mm -hmm. And um, so pies. And my my mic is going crazy. And I'll fill in some of the blanks. Like all of that easiness for just roasting them um mm-hmm. sweet potato fries lava i don't like those i, I know i know i'm this is this is me talking about me <laughs> on your item Always talking about, about me uh sweet potato <laughs> fries um i do a your roasted is the same as like kind of my i mean it's just like a baked potato right yeah, big yeah. potato. Um, I do actually do the whole roasting, like cutting them up in cubes or whatever, putting some oil on them, and then roasting them in a pan. Um, I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sweet <laughs> potato pies. Uh, I was in my favorite bakery last week, 
And um, yeah, I know I'm back. <laughs> and I was ordering some stuff and a guy came in and I was wrapping up and he ordered a sweet potato muffin. Remember, that's actually a recipe I've shared. And I'm like, yeah, wait, they have sweet potato muffins. And I looked, I'm like, damn it. But it's one of those things like I can absolutely make this much easier than I can the German chocolate cupcake that I bought. Um, yeah. So, but I'm glad to know that I'm not the only person in the world that knows that sweet potato muffins are the thing. Uh, so no, we uh, we no, I take that back. My wife does use them in baking mm-hmm. um, as a replacement for some stuff mm-hmm. and as a sweetener. And I do have one other recipe that I use, but we will have to wait for that. I will go ahead and tell you it is a a. Uh, chipotle stuffed potato so (laughs) when it's time i will give that recipe damn it it's not sweet potato season though so it wouldn't do anybody any good gosh okay all right all right i'll hold off um so and then um, i have juiced them before too like you said yeah and that's about it Mm -hmm. so it's a pretty straightforward thing i think making the slips is tough but you can buy slips Mm -hmm. and um you can you know go from there and it's just you know, they're very delicate when you stick them in the ground. But other than that, it's so maintenance free. It's yeah. just And the 100 no days is a hot 100 days. So that's the key. Like I have 100 days of summer, you know, or summer like weather, but not necessarily like full on hot. And for them, I'm going to I'm just going to estimate 80 plus degrees consistently. Right. Um, yeah. So. You, you don't want to put them out when it's in the 60s, mm-hmm. you no. know, and dipping in the 50s at night. No. They're not going to be happy. No. So. All right. This is the last year that I've ordered them. So next year I'll be making all my slips. Yeah. That reminds me. Damn it. I need to. I'm behind. I need to make I my slips. I wanted to get the right variety. So. Oh, one other note. Um, once you go through the curing process, they store really, really, really well. Um, yep. So we kind of hinted at it. It's a For me, the way I eat them, it's a great sub for your regular white potato, which doesn't keep as long. Um, m- more nutritious, right? Um, and I still have an... You know, we're at the end of March or whatever. I think this comes out in, in August, but August, April... Those A months always get me confused. So I still have potatoes that are sweet potatoes that are in firm condition from my October harvest, right? Yeah, so, I do too. I have very few left, but I have some. Yeah. So, all right. Um, my next one is going to be almost any hot pepper. And I'm really distinguishing okay. hot pepper versus sweet. Um they are easiest if I purchase them as a starter. I learned last year that they're pretty easy for me to start from seed indoors and plant. Um, I don't have a long enough season to start them in direct sow. Um, so I have to transplant them into my garden. Um, the They are basically a plant and leaf for me as well. Um, obviously, you harvest. They're a longer season, like you get to the point of producing peppers months into the season after you've planted them, but it's still pretty easy for me. Not as yeah. easy. I mean, this is easier to grow hot peppers than it is sweet peppers for me. Um and I was bo- hot peppers have always been easier for me too. Yeah, and I was, and we'll next week we're actually covering hard to grow summer vegetables, so we'll we'll save some for that. But for me, depending on the pepper, I mean, it could be anything from stuffing it. You know, one of my favorites is a jalapeno, which for some isn't hot at all, but it's definitely not a completely mild pepper. Um, there are some great canning recipes that you know I've talked about on 
on this show when it comes to um, hot peppers. You can add one to a particular dish and really kind of amp up the flavor. Um, you can do any number of stuffed and fried, you know, chili rellanos is one of my favorites for poblano peppers. They're so you can dry them, pepper. you know. So, so this year I'm going deep. On the peppers. Okay. okay, okay, I'm growing more wait, varieties wait. of peppers than I ever have, so. I, I'm sitting on my hands here. Damn it, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going deep mm-hmm. on peppers this year, but um, I've grown all kinds of hot peppers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will tell you that I always grow jalapenos. They're nice. You know, they're, they give you Middle heat. of the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give you middle of the road. Personally, for me, it's doable. I can eat mm-hmm. them. They don't kill mm-hmm. me. It's a great heat. Yeah. Um, so, and they do produce good. Now I've grown habaneros mm. and I, too many come off of it. Okay. And then I grew Tabascos and it was like, shit, hell no. It was like, I was picking them every day. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do with uh-huh, the damn things. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's interesting how that works. And, but that's a good thing. I think anytime, you, but you know, for the habaneros, it's, my problem is you get so many that nobody wants them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a novelty thing. And then the, the higher the pepper gets, and I'm sorry, Eric, you're just going to have to deal with the fact that I said that. I'm sorry. But growing these hotter peppers is more like a novelty thing. It's yeah. like, hey, man, check out this hot yeah. ass pepper. Well, I mean, you I know? think there's so some you... people that love the heat, but I don't know that that's most people. It definitely, a novelty, yeah. I think, is a good a good descriptor there. So, but I, I, I agree with you. I think they're a pretty easy pepper. I've always had good harvest off of, um, hot peppers. Mm-hmm. So, and even sweet peppers to the, to an extent, but you said hot peppers. So yeah. I'm with yeah. It. To an extent. Yeah. So how do you, um, do you preserve your hot peppers? Uh, the last two years I have, um, and I have, that was the second thing behind cucumbers that I wanted to preserve. I wanted to just yep. your traditional vinegar, water, you know, pickled jalapeno was my desire. So I've done that. Um, I eat that with a lot of, I eat pickled peppers with a lot of food. I'm not going to try to say the third P and do it real fast. I'm not going to do it. Um, I Peter Piper did. Peter peppers? Hmm? Peter Piper picked a pack of pe- pickled peppers? Yep, that's exactly why I didn't Ooh. do it. Um, done. I did a cowboy candy or a candied jalapeno pepper. I pickled that or preserved that the last couple of years. A total hit. Um, so can I can I interrupt yeah. you real quick? So um, the reason why Octavia is just joking. <laughs> Batavia is talking about canning peppers is because when you add the vinegar, it adds the acidity needed to make it a boiling canner mm-hmm. recipe, mm-hmm. A, a water, water bath, bath yeah. canning recipe so it is a very common um first time yeah well, let's mm-hmm. say it first timers canner you know food preserver yeah. individual and you know a jar of them goes a long way too so you know i i talked to a guy in my area about it. i was like yeah girl i'm on peppers and candy's like shit what for man they're only a 94 cents a fucking jar <laughs> and i was like i was like i'm sorry sir i like my peppers the way he's like you just want them fancy ass fools and i was like you damn right i am then if that's if growing my own food makes me fancy then i'm fancy you fancy huh so, I, so I do i'm glad you brought that up i'm gonna note that sliced jalapenos or sliced peppers do go a long way. I realized that I was getting like 
eight peppers, 10 peppers or something in a jar using like a half pint jar. And that's not worth the time or the energy because that could be eaten up in, for me alone in three meals, right? Um, so yeah. I, I'll make adjustments when it comes to the size jars that I can for that next year and all of that. But yeah. Tavia likes hot peppers. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I'm drinking it with my coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's peppers are just, there's a solid choice for preserving mm. and it's just the heat, mm-hmm. you know, and I think even like, I know a lot of people that say they like hot food, but when you grow your own peppers, they typically are hotter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than what you get at the store. And I know my wife who she used to love hot food, then she got pregnant and my son in utero ruined it. <laughs> so now I'm the only one that will eat it. I love you, son, mm-hmm. but dang. But um, she's never really been able to eat hot food since. But when we both get peppers from the store and she'll be like, these aren't hot. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But ours are always hot mm-hmm. when we grow them and they're hotter. So it's interesting. To see. So with that being said, it's not for I wish there was and there it probably is. And if you know, let us know of a hot pepper that's not as hot as a jalapeno. Yeah, I have um a tam it's tame jalapeno or something that i'm trying this year it's supposed to be the same flavor as a jalapeno but not without the heat but i got i read mixed reviews on the site that i bought them from so we'll see um another is it a hybrid i don't remember it has to be yeah Yeah. Uh, no i want i'm looking for an heirloom okay that i can save the seed Mm -hmm. from that's not a sweet pepper but not it's like a like a, a tame apina, yeah. whatever. Tame <laughs> I butchered that I name too. <laughs> Two quick notes. Um, uh, hot sauce. I mean, come on. If you want to tinker yeah. around, kind of making your own things from your garden harvest, hot sauce. Um, I did a awesome. Um, what do you call it when you let things fester and almost get moldy? Um, Ferment. I fermented some jalapenos last year, um, which was probably one of my favorites from preserving last year um, really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. never done that yeah. yeah so i've made a hot sauce once and it tasted like crap it was awful i think it's the pickles i think it's like you know the, it's it's i mean it's a whole business right there's a blend yeah. that you really need to find so i'm looking for i'm, I'm gonna try out a couple more recipes mm-hmm. this year i'm growing um i'm gonna grow some tabasco peppers mm-hmm. for that specific mm-hmm. reason because they're no you know they're a good pepper for making hot sauces so and like i said one plant last time i was like doom like i was tired of pulling them in so all right one quick note around peppers and it depends on how sensitive you are when you're harvesting them the oils from the peppers can get on your hands and so just be careful oh, i hate that she went yeah there. just i mean Aww, listen now we're trying to that's be so sad yeah we're trying to trying to point out all the things <laughs> i know i know okay everybody be safe get your little rubber gloves out i don't use the them to harvest but try saving seeds from peppers. Maybe you better put those gloves on. Because remember last see, year? I, remember yeah. The, the Vaseline I was putting on my lips, but I had pepper juice on my hands. And so, yeah. So David, um, quick story. He came and I was cutting up peppers mm-hmm. and he grabbed something off of the counter. Um, David's my six-year-old mm-hmm. son. And he took it and he took his hand and didn't taste it or anything but grabbed his privates with it. And he was like, daddy, something's wrong. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? He's daddy. Something's really wrong. Daddy, something is going wrong. And he started crying. I was like, what is it? And then I figured it out and I was like, all right, let's get in the shower. So, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold bond mm-hmm. will take care of that, yeah. so you know. Yeah, so. sometimes you have to learn early, clearly. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But, um, yep. And you can also stuff them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who hasn't had a jalapeno popper? I mean, really. Yeah, yeah. And I've been looking for really sizable um, jalapenos. That's when we were talking about. You're growing the giant ones this year. Yeah. I want to see how I'm giant growing, those babies are. Yeah, grande jalapenos. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Oh, real quick. Pop- one other note. Um, I, on Instagram, I saw this whole peppers frozen, whole jalapenos. Um, a gardener pulled them out of the, the freezer. This is like in February or March or something and put them on the grill. And from what I can tell, they, they looked intact, right? You know, mm-hmm. so that's another note when it comes to preserving them. Yeah. And you can make chipotles with them. Ah, yeah. Well, with jalapenos. Yeah. Yeah. They're just smoked jalapenos is all a chipotle is. Or is Ch- that flavor? Or is that poblanos? It's smoked jalapenos. Okay. Right. That's what I've always read. All right. Okay. If I haven't, then somebody in the world of the internet has steered me wrong, and the internet never lies. It is always truthful. So. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. So my, um, you know, I hesitate on giving this one. I know where you're going to. Where no, am I going? No, go ahead. Let's see. Let's see how good I am. I see you getting cocky mm-hmm. now. You got one right last time, and now you're getting cocky. In 50 episodes, I got one right. <laughs> one right. Now, this is like our 100th and some yeah, yeah, change. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, um, I got the last one right 50 episodes ago, but go on. <laughs> you know, I was going to say watermelon. Yeah. Is that what you yeah. thought? Yeah. Yeah. But I hesitate because of the space required. That's my biggest hesitation with uh, watermelon, uh, but I think it's manageable. It's just you're gonna have to go trim it. But you know, you know, and as we go through our other list, just like green beans are the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you put them on a trellis, they're gonna go up and over, yeah. and at some point you're gonna have to trim it. So, um, you know, as long as they have everything they need, the nutrients and water—that's a dumb thing. It's as long as they have everything they need, <laughs> could be a lot of things, but they're pretty easy to do. Um, you know, they don't have a whole lot of issues you know i've had powdery mildew mm-hmm. um i've had mostly my biggest problem is they get so damn big and you know i put them in the wild garden and the vines will spread out 40 feet and i'll have a watermelon growing in the woods that i didn't even see so that's you know that's an issue um and then the only tricky part is harvesting them mm-hmm. knowing when so knowing mm-hmm. when and this is you know, you might want to turn it up because you're about to hear it. So when you get your melon, you follow the stem, okay? And that, when you get to this where the stem meets the vine, there's a little curly Q pigtail thing. Mm-hmm. When that thing goes away, that melon's ready to go, okay? Now, you can flip it over. You can thump it. You can do all that stuff, but that's when I've been able to do it. And when that curly Q is gone, it's ready to go. It's really, it's not that hard. You just have to find it. So, um, once I learned that as a game changer, I was getting, you know, instead of getting a 30 pound melon that was green on the inside, now I'm getting them where they're nice, bright red Mm. and all that. So, and this goes the same for cantaloupes too. Mm. And I would say honeydews, but I don't talk about those. So we're going to move on from that one. So I, um, the reason why I thought watermelon is because I know it's one of your favorites. Um, but the reason why I thought you paused around it is, I mean, 
beyond space though. And I think because you're, I mean, you're in a hot climate, you know, so I think watermelons and melons are very similar to sweet potatoes when it comes to where I live and some of, I'm sure our listeners, do we have enough hot days? Right. You know, and so, um, it is a heat loving veggie. I had great luck with melons fruit fruit thank you i had great luck with um the fruit of melons last year um (laughs) the exception was the the melons that i i tried to plant now this is the key though so i didn't go with your traditional regular size melon because of my space i tried to kind of pack things in so i went with like a some type of mini watermelon um and i'm sure there's a lot of user error in there everything from every other melon had taken off and i had these little bitty watermelon plants trying to kind of fight for room um there ended up then being some pollination issues with them so i didn't i didn't harvest not a single melon last year but it's not I had one season with it, so I don't have enough experience to counter your it's easy. Um, I would love it's, to it, have a watermelon patch, though. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, with, you know, there's so many varieties now. There's fast maturing mm-hmm, varieties. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, it's coming out. I mean, you know, you're definitely going to be growing hybrids. So, like, for instance, um, this sweet young lady that I know, she sent me some mango melon seeds that she had saved last year. And the problem is, is the mango melon, which does not taste like mango, which is going to be a huge disappointment, but that's okay, um, is a hybrid. So, I don't know what I'm going to get. I pray to God that I will get the mango melon, but you never know. But I want to grow it. So, um, you know, there's all those. And then uh, the other thing I'm going to grow is uh, personal size watermelons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, you know, having a 50, like I've I've had a 50 pound watermelon one year and it was like, damn, what are we going to do with this? You know what I mean? So like, y'all ready to have a party? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've it's never, intense. oh, it's, I, I, I love them. But my grandmother used to say she could take or leave them like when they were young. So, I mean, we we're talking about people that were born in the thirties. So do the math. She talked about how like basically all of the kids, she was one of many children. All of the kids would, uh, the older kids would carry two watermelons from the watermelon field and the younger kids mm-hmm. would just basically try to carry one, you know? So basically mm-hmm. everyone had at least one melon plus for themselves. Um, so she's like, she's, she used to say I had enough melons for a lifetime. Right. Um, Cause they're, they're pretty, I mean, they're not cheap in the stores by any means. No, um, no, they're not. There's a part of this conversation that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to dig deep on, but if you look at whatever, I don't even know the name of the traditional watermelon, but the one that's green and kind of yellow and that you see in all the stores like that is what I expect when I think about watermelons. Everything else, especially when you get to the miniature ones, makes me feel like and I'm I'm pro hybrid. I can care less like but it makes me feel like every change you've made to it kind of reduces like the connection to what your expectation is if that makes sense i know that that sounds kind of gobbled it's it's like well yeah your uh, mini watermelon didn't turn out because your mini watermelon inserted into your chicago climate like all of these things are not meant to be when it comes to producing right. it. like you're you're pushing the envelope so much don't be surprised when you don't get what you want right so right anyway now i th- i think um when you think about a watermelon though um you know like when i grew the 50 pound watermelons and i got like four of them that year that were i think the biggest one's 54 and a half pounds um 
it takes a long time for it to get that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. So the smaller watermelons will ripen sooner. That's the theory. Typically yeah. speaking, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you know it makes sense. Yeah. It really does make sense when you, we, I mean, when you pull something that big. And I mean, look, there's people that grow thousand pound watermelons. So, um, you know, and they use Neptune's harvest to do it. So <laughs> you're welcome, Neptune. Um, but you know. It's it's a whole thing, and part of that is the the you know the variety that they choose to grow, but you know how do we eat watermelon raw? Yeah, fresh watermelon is the best. I've blended. I'm not even gonna front, I, but I'm gonna add to it. You can blend Go it ahead. still raw, right? Yeah. Um, don't. Wasn't it you that gave me the watermelon avocado? Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah. Come yeah, come on through here with Did the you fresh. Try it? No, I haven't. Yeah. There you go. You, and you even said that day, I'm going to go try it right now. I have an avocado and I have a watermelon. Yeah, and I'm by try the time I got to, you know, that watermelon was rotten. And it wasn't no, even was for it? my garden, right? Like, it's like, <laughs> I paid to let this watermelon rot. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. You know, pretty easy, mm-hmm. just space demanding and time. Yeah. Okay. But look for the right varieties. Yeah. 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 For sure. I actually haven't even worked through the melons that I'm growing this year. Yeah. So here we go. Have we done enough or do we need one more? One more quick one more? though. Okay, you give one, I'll give one quick. Go. Um, someone's going to be outraged about what I did not mention here, but I'm going to move on. Uh, strawberries. Damn it, that was my next <laughs> one. So I, uh, I think it's really one of those, you know, plant it and leave it. They're the whole thing about clipping runners and all of that jazz. And I'm just, I'm too low key, low maintenance for that. Um, Perennials, they come back even in my climate every year. It's not asparagus, so it's not going to be 20 years worth from those same plants. Um, They multiply, hint back to the runners. Um, The only note that I found is they're easy to grow. Your harvests vary though. Because there is this thought of that first year you shouldn't let the fruit produce, but the hell with that. (laughs) So how much you get um, will be dependent on how many you plant, obviously, how healthy those plants are. Um, But yeah, it's easy peasy. My only note regarding for my garden is I just hate that I've basically dedicated the space. Like, you know how I move everything around? Like, I'm really not doing that for the, the strawberries. It's like, all right, four by four bed. It's yours. Berries, do what you yeah, do. Yeah, I have a patch. I just put, you know, I think I put eight out one year, mm-hmm. and now I have like 50 two years later. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, last year we were eating fresh strawberries on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, That's pretty cool. You know, my in-laws, it was funny. We, we pulled on like, yeah, we grew these. And he was like, yeah, they're kind of gritty. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm like, give me my damn strawberry back, fucker. I didn't want to share it with you anyways. So. That is I, a I vegetable like, yeah. that is true that it will taste very different than what you buy in the stores. You know, uh, It's completely different, you know. And it, yeah, it was gritty because we didn't wash them. You know, we didn't wash them as good as we should. Because usually when we do it, we're like, we understand yeah. that there's going to be something in yeah. it. But um, it was good. You know, and it's, I agree. I mean, you stole mine. So, um, but let me think. If I had to pick one more for the summer, um, I'm going to try and buy a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. Let's see, in my garden. You know what? I'm going to go with eggplant. Mm. You know, it's a solid producer. It comes and it grows and it grows and it gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot of different ways to use it. I haven't had many issues. I've grown eggplant for 15 years and last year was the first year that I didn't have any luck. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any harvest mm -hmm. off of it. So, um, I'm going to call that, you know, I'm going to call a mulligan on that yeah. one and move on. But I mean, there's all kinds of recipes to use for that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of stir fries and stuff like that and eggplant Parmesan. Yeah. 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 There is, it is a nightshade. It is. So there is a recipe that I've shared before here and we, it's that whole tomato eggplant, um, yeah, zucchini bake. There's a real name for it. Um, and it's on the interweb if you want to look that up too, but that's a great way to use eggplant. I thought if it wasn't earlier watermelon, it was going to be eggplant for you. Yeah. Um, so I know that you, that's a veggie that you guys really enjoy as well. Yeah, we enjoy it. Um, the one reason why we grow it is just because it's so prolific. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so what we grow, too, is we don't grow what you find in the grocery store, the big fat mm -hmm. ones. What's that? We'll um, grow like... Beauty, black beauty. Black beauties mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, I don't know what cultivar you're seeing in the grocery store, but we grow the thinner ones typically. Um, I was fussed at this year because I was told to grow the black beauties and I had some seeds. Um, I have some um, ping tongue seeds. Mm -hmm. So I'm growing those and they're just like Ichibons is what you would think about. So, um, you know, Ichiban eggplants are the long slender ones mm -hmm. and you get a lot of those. Um, you know, it's just an, it's anything that's a heavy producer I'll take because sometimes you just need something to kind of make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you want to give something away. That's a good thing to give yeah. away. You know, not everybody loves it, but a lot of people, I don't. I feel like a lot of people don't buy eggplant, but they would enjoy to have an eggplant. Mm -hmm. I think there so. is a, a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to when to um, harvest them. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Well, yeah, I mean, the skin when you push on it with your nail, you want it to be to dent a little mm -hmm. bit, and you want you it to still be shiny, to, right? You want mm -hmm. it to still be shiny, yeah. So, um, you know, and if you're gonna save seeds, you let it go just let it grow. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I haven't saved any seed from it yet. I haven't needed to cause one pack of seeds lasts me four years. Yeah. So I haven't had an issue this year. I'm, I probably will end up saving them this year, but yeah, I don't know. Cause she wants me to grow big eggplants. And I told her, I was like, look, I'm growing pumpkins for you. I'm like, I'm thinking about <laughs> growing corn for you. I'm like, damn, you ain't going to dictate what I do completely. Like this ain't McDonald's. This is your you partner your in life. Way. The she that we're talking about. The other adult yeah. in your home. Okay. I'm just, I just yeah. want to make sure I'm tracking. She don't give us so much say. What the hell is wrong with her? I'm joking. I'm joking. Don't take that. I know Kelly and I sure. know he's joking. <laughs> she will punch me right in my mouth quick. So, um, but you know, it's the same th idea with the black beauties though. Um, I've grown them before and I didn't have as good of luck with mm -hmm. them. And I think there's a medium um, there's, you know, in between the Ishibans and the Black Beauties mm -hmm. where you get like a medium sized one. That's what we'll probably do. Yeah. Little Finger is one that I've grown for a couple of years. I started them from seed and that was my experience. Like I remember I did everything. I overdid everything when it came to the number of plants, but I also planted a lot of eggplants because my experience had been it didn't produce a lot. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 That thing. I mean, those plants set off so much fruit. So. Yeah. And I'm sure there's easier summer um, crops out there to grow. You know, that's just what we came up with. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's for us. I think there's solid choices. You know what I mean? I think if you, if you were a beginner gardener, mm-hmm. would you take those and would you feel comfortable telling them to grow those? Looking over the list that I made a note of, yes. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. The only one I think would be the caveat um, would be the watermelon, I think is a difficult one mm-hmm. um, of on that scale because it's just so big. Yeah, and I'd probably so. put an asterisk with uh, strawberries just because it's just the idea of you need to not bury the crown. And that is sometimes confusing because most everything we basically put all the way, way underneath the earth. So, yeah. I buried mine in the crown and they still multiply. Oh, and good, me them, so. good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you're not supposed yeah. to versus you can't, you'll fail. Okay, yeah. Well, you, and I say that like you're not supposed to and I did it and what probably ended up happening is when I watered it, it mm-hmm. washed yeah. off of the crown. Because that's where that's the energy is supposed happened. to come. You know, the sun beats down on yeah. the crown and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, now that we've talked about food this whole time, mm-hmm. let's give... The recipe of the day. All right, Batavia, what seasonal recipe do you have for everybody? Did you see me licking my fingers? All right. <laughs> no, you missed that? Okay, yeah, I was. All right, so um, simple is as simple does. I'm going with an arugula salad. Raw arugula salad. Because salad okay. can be heated. Um, it is one of the first things that I um, started from seed. And truth be told, I'm not crazy about it. So Patrick and I, he's a listener. We were chatting about arugula. That's the reason why it was top of mind. So hey there. Um, but we were chatting about it and how in some cases people don't even know of arugula. Right. And I've always seen it in stores. Um, I like it because it is a fast growing crop and it comes on and there's a lot to it. Um, harvest it young. So for your arugula salad, let's get some young leaves because uh, it gets a little bit peppery the older the leaves get. You can have, I'd say, uh, for a single person, like a single serving, two handfuls of arugula leaves. Um, and we're doing real simple. We're going to go with our dressing is going to be lemon juice. I'm looking at my note here and olive oil, right? Um, so I don't know, maybe four tablespoons of olive oil for a, like a family size to two tablespoons of lemon juice. You can play around with this for your taste. Um, I typically just drizzle after I've stirred this up, drizzle on the salad. You can massage the greens if you want it. Um, they're pretty tender greens, so you can decide whether or not you want to do that. But it really, yeah, massage them. You like that? I know you do. All right, moving on. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to add um, salt and pepper to taste. Uh, but this is where it kicks things up. So you can add some Parmesan cheese. You want to shave this. You don't want this to be the package. You want the fresh kind of shavings of the Parmesan cheese. And it feeds into that slightly peppery taste of the arugula salad. Um, If you wait another month, you can also add strawberries. I know. We're not quite there yet. But it's a nice kind of sweetener as well. You can get them in the grocery store, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, The California strawberries should be here by mm -hmm. now. And then I'd add one more topping. Either way, if you have strawberries or not, I do almond slivers to the salad. So 
I'm so glad you took the fancy route. Yeah, a couple. Well, I mean, because otherwise, a couple of handfuls, you know, maybe three or four cups of arugula lettuce or leaves, I guess. Uh, you're going to do a mixture of lemon juice and oil for your salad dressing. Um, don't go like any of that gooey, thick, um, you know, like creamy dressing don't do that you don't want to abuse the salad we're going to do salt and pepper to taste then we're going to add in uh shaved parmesan cheese and if you're really fancy slivered or sliced almonds and top it with some strawberries if you have them there you go arugula salad yep i would use uh candied almonds on it Ooh, that'd be good that'd be good yeah and your cowboy candy oh no i wouldn't do that why? I just, I mean, I, the yeah, I wouldn't do that. Anything to take away the peppery taste of arugula. I well, would yeah, do. that's you gotta. That's why you <laughs> gotta get like, those you know? leaves young, right? I normally yeah. eat either this way or I add it to other leafy greens when I'm making a salad. Um, once those leaves get I, like the size of your, like let's say from your wrist to your midway, your fingers, if you have your hand up, they're too big. Yeah. They're gonna be peppery. Um, arugula so they're doesn't, not peppery when they're young. They're not as peppery when they're young. As yeah, peppery, yeah. Okay. definitely a much more mild taste. Um, yeah. and it comes on very strong, um, early, and it's pretty slow to bolt for me. Just as a note. Yeah, probably bolt super quick here. Mm-hmm. I had it. I've had it like three or four times, and every time it just it didn't hit the mark yeah. for me. Yeah, you I know, get it. but. If it was in a recipe or something, you know, I think if I added something sweet mm-hmm. to it, it might kind of offset mm-hmm. it. So Yeah, it definitely fits. And I, wouldn't, and I wouldn't massage it, though. Yeah, the leaves are probably a little bit too tender for that. No, no, I'm just saying I wouldn't uh, massage it anyway. Do you ever just, massage your kale? Negative. Okay, all right. So, uh, no. <laughs> so... As a matter of fact, this is the first time I've heard of any such thing. Oh, so absolutely. This isn't Kobe beef. Next time we'll talk about, you know, kale salad. It almost, mm. I almost never eat fresh kale salad without massaging the greens. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on from that. Because I can see you. Why are we massaging it? No, it I need to talk about it. this. So you add some, a little bit of oil for kale, a uh, little bit of... So you just squeeze it, like massage it, like no, right like, your fingers? No, like massage with your hands. Get in there, you know. Hope it, hopefully, hopefully it's for your family because you're going to touch every single green. It softens the kale. You know, kale greens are kind of tough. Not tough as in yeah. un, it's not edible, but um, they're definitely a more solid green that breaks down the leaf. Um Add a little bit of the uh, acid from the lemon juice, the oil, a little bit of salt, man. And it, gets, it works into the green and makes it tender? Yep. It's okay. good stuff, man. All right. So look, I have a bunch of kale I just harvested. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try mm-hmm. it. If it ain't tender, I'm coming after That's you because you, made me, you made me look like an idiot in there rubbing my kale. Nothing, nothing but space and opportunity between us. <laughs> oh, there it is. Dim is fighting words. Like legit mm-hmm. 1982 mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Good there stuff. it is. So, um, yeah, you guys, you know, you've heard our easy recipes. Or not our easy. Damn. That too. Our easy, That's crops. easy recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is an easy mm-hmm. recipe. But this is salad season. May I go on the record saying it is. so? And we always try to do one fancy salad a mm-hmm. week. 
So there it is. Adding the cheese and the almonds, I think, does spice it. Because yeah, usually we don't add anything else. We just do vegetables and dressing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, yeah. I am a. Um, most salads are garbage salads for me. I rarely do like a three veggie salad. Right? It's I'm going into the cabinet, tossing stuff in there. But there, everything doesn't belong in every salad. So yeah, that's the damn truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> all right, everybody, easy vegetables. For you to grow this summer, some of them can be direct sowed, some of them can't. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's quickly go over that. Direct sowed would be beans, melons, um, okra, and you got to cover watermelons, right? Yep. Yep, that's it, really. So that's it. Oh, cucumbers. You could direct sow cucumbers. Yeah, cucumber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cucumbers should be direct Mm -hmm. sowed too. Ooh, forgot about those. So um, yeah. And then, you know, you can go right in. You can also hit up our giveaway. Yep. BackyardGardensTV.com. Enter. And do the extra for an extra entry if you would like. And that's about it. So in next until next time, which we're going to talk about. I know. Difficult ones. The hard ones, man. The depressing. Mm-hmm. The hard ones. Tune but in we'll for that three-hour episode. To, no, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> No, but we'll also give you tips on how to make them easier Mm -hmm. if we can. So, um, you know, we'll see you guys next Tuesday for our mini-sode. And until then. Oh, yeah. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your posts and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.